Welcome to the Back in Time podcast with Kyle and JD, where every week we jump into our DeLorean, cruise to 88 miles per hour, and travel back in time to review our favorite films. Every week we talk about current cinema, the latest trailers, and we pick a new favorite film every single episode. And his co-host, J.D. Welcome back to the Back in Time podcast. This is teaser trailer episode, and we're discussing the 1984 film, The Terminator. I'm your host, Kyle Autry, joined as always by my co-host, J.D. J.D., how you doing today, man? I'm feeling a little futuristic. You know, it's a, it's a great day. We got a great topic. I'm wearing socks. That's always good. I mean, it's a, it's a little cold to not be wearing socks, wouldn't you say? Sounds like somebody from the future would say that. <laughs> I don't know about you, man. I'm a huge Terminator fan and also a big James Cameron and Schwarzenegger fan, etc. This is one that like secretly when the poll came up, I was like, please, please let the Terminator win. So I, I may or may not have even voted for Terminator, which I probably shouldn't be doing, but... How about you? Were you excited about this one? Because this is the episode our audience voted on. I got to say, I'm a little surprised. This is the first time that the Terminator has ever defeated RoboCop. You're still stuck on that. But continue. Not stuck. It's, it's fact. But regardless, Terminator is a great film. James Cameron's amazing. Um, I'm looking forward to when we get to do Aquaman. But in the meantime, like I'm super excited to do this movie. Like it, It's an excellent movie. It's 1984, man. Yeah, I, I love your entourage reference as well. Always. Yeah. So yeah, we're uh, we're gonna dive into that here in a few minutes. I also want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Bunny Seventeen Media. Go over to the website right now, type in promo code Back in Time and save yourself fifteen percent on the entire order. Uh, JD, I know I sent you the book, How to Stop Being an Asshole in Five Easy Steps. How's that book been going for you so far? I got through the first few steps, and admittedly so, I was walking down the street the other day, and a homeless gentleman asked me for some spare change, and I kind of told him to jump through an interdimensional portal. So, not going too well for me. Wasn't a dollar day, huh? Well, I needed my McChicken. That's that's a solid dollar meal, though. I can't really blame you for that. I love a I love a good a McChicken and a large Diet Coke because I mean I don't want to get fat like I already am. Uh so of course I, I drink a, a Diet Coke. Counterproductive, isn't it? The larger the better. That's what she said. <laughs> Give a quick plug to our social media because we don't do that often here at Back in Time Pod. So we're at Back in Time Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Join us on Facebook. A lot of you guys haven't. I don't know if we're just not in the Facebook. Um you know, I I could care less, really, to be honest. I I prefer Twitter. JD, are you are you more Twitter guy or Facebook? I'm definitely more of a Facebook fanatic when it comes to engaging with brands and getting my news. I don't, Twitter's just it's just too much for me. There's too much chitter chatter. There's it's way too fast. Slow down a little bit. Let me I, enjoy my nuggets. 
Are you still bitter about Twitter banning you for your Vigo underscore cart page? Dude, I am so upset and I keep sending them hate mail and I keep threatening Twitter and I'm like, listen, you can't ban me because I'll kill you. And that doesn't unban me. I don't get it. Yeah, that's weird that the threat of violence didn't make them change their mind. Is that not the point of threatening with violence? I love it. Do you, now, is there a chance that you'll get it back at some point or did they like shut it down? Oh, no, that shit shut down. Okay. Oh, that sucks. You'll just have to open another one. I, I've got no, no shortage of Vigo the Carpathian little handles, so don't you worry, Twitter. I will be back. I think you should start up a RoboCop one, personally. That'd Maybe an Ed 209 one. There you go. So we've got a poll. Speaking of Twitter, we have a poll topic up right now. As you're listening to this, it's going to run today, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and we'll have it end on Thursday night. So you'll have four days to vote. So go over to our Twitter right now at Back in Time Pod, and here's what we're going to do. So we're having our first ever Spielberg poll, and of course, this is an anticipation of the newest Spielberg movie, Ready Player One, that hits theaters on March 30th. So for our first topic here, we're going to have E.T., the extraterrestrial from 1982. It's about a troubled child who summons the courage to help a friendly alien escape Earth and return to his home world. This is from 1982. J.D., what might we discuss if our audience selects E.T., the extraterrestrial? I feel like we are going to be totally in Ready Player One mode. We're going to be jumping in the DeLorean so hard and in VCR days so fast that we're going to be sniffing poppers. <laughs> Pull topic number two. From 1975, we have Jaws. A local sheriff, a marine biologist, and an old seafarer team up to hunt down a great white shark wrecking havoc on a beach resort. What might we cover if our audience selects Jaws? I'm thinking there's going to be a fair amount of uh, Moby Dick references. Okay. I like it. Pull topic number three. This one's a little different. We're going to 1991 here, and we're doing Robin Williams's Hook. When Captain Hook kidnaps his children, an adult Peter Pan must return to Neverland and reclaim his youth- youthful spirit in order to challenge his old enemy. What might we cover if our audience selects Hook? So I think Hook, we're going to cover three things. First of all, Rufio! Rufio! (laughs) Second of all, it's pretty much just Jumanji in reverse. Okay. Third, second most epic painting in a movie ever, uh, Vigo the Carpathian being the first. And then for our last poll topic, we're going to go back to 1981, and we're going to be looking at Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is about an archaeologist and adventurer, Indiana Jones, is hired by the U.S. government to find the Ark of the Covenant before the Nazis. What might we cover if we get into the Harrison Ford Raiders of the Lost Ark? Dude, sexy Harrison Ford, whip it, whip it, whip it good. (laughs) Right? Absolutely, man. I love it. Can you imagine? I know you're a Friends fan, but he's an archaeologist in this. What if he teams up with paleontologist David Schwimmer from Friends? Oh, that'd be amazing. Do do we have an Indiana Jones number five right there? I mean, just saying. Absolutely. 
So again, cruise over to our Twitter right now, at BackInTimePod, and vote on either E.T., Jaws, Hook, or Raiders of the Lost Ark. Again, that poll is going to go until Thursday, and then we're going to pick whatever you guys decide you want us to review. Okay, so let's, uh, real quick, let's take a, a preview. JD, do you have a preferred movie out of those four that you would like the audience to pick? Here's your chance to uh, sway the votes. I'm torn between E.T., which I legit have not seen since I had a VCR. Okay. So many great memories. I remember seeing that for the first time with my grandfather. Again, my grandpa was such a, an influence in my life with movies. I love it. And I remember sitting down in his living room, renting it from Blockbuster, putting it in, and just being like in awe. And I love Reese's Pieces. Uh, but I, at the same time... Oh, sorry. Ahead, sorry. I was I was just gonna say real quick, I love Reese PCs only because of this movie. There's no other reason. It's not my favorite candy, but from time to time I will get a bag of Reese PCs because of ET. That's good. I just had but to throw I, it out there. No, and I would say, but like based you know, listening to you read the description of Hook, like I kind of forgot how much I love Hook. I know. I was thinking the same thing. It was like just listening to the storyline. I was like, oh, yeah. So I don't know. I'm torn between E.T. and Hook. I don't know which one I'm going to throw my vote to yet. I'm going to call it right now. I think I think it is going to come down between E.T. and Hook. And I wouldn't be surprised because a lot of our audience, I think, kind of grew up in like the 90s. If Hook gives uh, E.T. a run for its money, that might be the poll topic winner. But kind of like you, I look forward to revisiting E.T. because I also can remember vividly watching that on VHS. And um, it's on Netflix now, so we don't have to worry about popping in a tape. Uh, But uh, I think that would be a fun one to get back into. All right. So let's jump into some first memories of Terminator. So this came out in 1984. We'll get into some more detail here in a few minutes. But J.D., what's your first memory of the Terminator? I've I've name dropped this neighbor before, um, the Liggetts. <laughs> I do remember we that watched name. The, me and my older brother. We went over to their house. They were on the other side of the alley. Uh, we watched Terminator and then Terminator Two. There was some pizza. We played some River City Ransom, and I, I loved it. I mean, it was just such a. I didn't. I couldn't. My mind, my childlike mind, couldn't wrap around the the physics of time travel and like what all the story meant and represented other than just seeing a bunch of badasses doing badass things. And it was sci-fi. It was, it's not action. It's sci-fi. I I agree with that. I, I just remember the kind of the opening scene with Bill Paxton and a, a very naked Arnold Schwarzenegger. I remember watching this, my dad was a big fan of Terminator. He loved Schwarzenegger. And uh, this movie, Predator, was another movie he made me watch early on. And I was hooked from the beginning. And then when T2 came out in 91, when I was like six, um, then it was like, it was over after that. Like Terminator has been one of my favorite movies for a long, long time. So now here's a quick question for you. And I know we'll probably dive more into this in a little bit, but. Do you prefer the original or the sequel? That is a really good question. I personally prefer the sequel. 
Okay, why? It's... I mean, I'm preparing for hate mail. I'm preparing for love mail. Is love mail a thing? Sure. I don't know. The sequel to me is more of... There's there's more to the story that comes out. There's more development of the characters. The action is great. You know, the seeing the different Terminators is awesome. Seeing Arnold's character really like shine and like coming back to be the hero after being the villain. Like it's just it's a great sequel. It takes everything that was awesome of the first movie and amplifies it. Okay. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a little theory at you here. Because this, to me, could be like a Hulk Hogan situation here. We got good guy Hulk, or we got the bad guy, NWO Hulk here. You're saying that you prefer the good guy. You like the red and yellow. I kind of like the black and white, man. I like I like the Terminator as the bad guy. See, I love, I love the way that you position that, because... Traditionally, and if you listen to other episodes, I usually side with the bad guy. Yeah. I'm a villain guy myself. Like, I'm, I'm a villain. Hey, uh, yo. Hey. Sorry. Right. I had to. Uh, <laughs> but I, I love Robert Patrick's villain in the second movie. Okay. Okay. I, can, s- I can side with that, man. I, T2 is so awesome, though. But, I mean, these are really, like, totally different movies when you think about it. Because the Terminator has a $6 million budget. T2 had a $100 million budget. So we're talking about like, they were playing with sticks and rocks in the first one. And then the second one, he was like, we're moving to the stadium. We got professionals here. And I think that like the first movie suggests the story and the second movie realizes the story. Yeah. And the budget makes the difference. Yep. Yep, and the technology had come a long way, too, in, in seven years. But um, we'll get into that when we discuss T2, so we won't give away too much here. But for this episode, as we always do, we're going to get up on YouTube right now. So go ahead and type that into your browser or your tablet, whatever you're using. And go ahead and just type in the Terminator, and make sure you put the Terminator, because that's the correct way of saying it. Original trailer. And then when you hit search, it should be the first clip that pulls up. It'll say the Terminator 1984 original trailer. They spell Arnold Schwarzenegger incorrectly, um, but it's by Movie Clips Trailer Vault, 238,000 views. And then I will give a 3-2-1 countdown or a 3-2-1 click, and uh, we will watch this thing together. JD, are you cocked and loaded? Yeah, I've got my, uh, my silly string all up inside of my forearms. All right, let's do it. 3 Two, one, click. In the 21st century, a weapon will be invented like no other. This weapon will be powerful, versatile, and indestructible. It can't be reasoned with. It can't be bargained with. It will feel no pity, no remorse, no pain, no fear. It will have only one purpose, to return to the present and prevent the future. 
This weapon will be called the Terminator. You're dead, honey. What day is it? The date? 12th May, Thursday. What year? JD, I'll let you go first as usual. What did you think of the trailer here? I, I'm so happy that you brought up the Hulk Hogan analogy earlier because I kind of forgot how badass Arnold is as the Terminator in this movie. Like he's such a silent badass killer that I was like instantly like, yeah, you go kill Sarah Connor. Like I'm so I'm so excited to watch this movie. Like it's so campy, it's so 80s. I also want to go play RoboCop versus Terminator for Sega Genesis. So RoboCop, <laughs> RoboCop wins at the end of the video game. Just for anybody that doesn't know, RoboCop versus Terminator, RoboCop wins. But movie, I'm super stoked about this movie. Well, you know something, brother. That's a good analogy, man. I, I like that you brought back Hulk Hogan into this. But yeah, I mean, he is jacked in this movie. He looks like he's a solid 300 pounds. Of just pure muscle. And um, I like the trailer though. I thought it, you know, for 1984, yes, the technology is a little kabuki, if that's a word. Um, it's not the greatest, but, you know, it's 1984 technology, so you take it for what it's worth. But I like the story that they tell of, you know, this is basically a, a, tr- a, tr- a time travel movie with a badass killer, and we find out he's got a target. And I'm in, man. I want to I want to see it. I can't wait to dive into the movie. Let's jump into some box office numbers and talk about how well this movie did at the theater. So the Terminator debuted at the box office on October 26, 1984 to 1005 screens with a runtime of 107 minutes. The film was distributed by Orion Pictures with an estimated budget of $6.4 million. The Terminator would open number one at the box office with an opening weekend of $4 million. Second week, they held strong at the number one mark again, bringing in an additional $4.2 million, which brought their 10-day total to $9.8. And the schoolyard effect was in play as Terminator would stay in the top five for seven weeks. And would stay in theaters for a total of 14 weeks and made a pretty pretty good return on their money, $38.3 million domestically, and then an additional $40 million in international box office, which is typical for any Schwarzenegger movie we've ever done. And that brought the worldwide total to 
$371,200. JD, what did you think of the box office numbers here? Surprised at all that they're not bigger? You know, I mean, we're talking a, a movie from 1984 here. Um, the schoolhouse schoolyard effect is is one thing, but I mean, I'm not surprised that it's not bigger, but those are big numbers. They're like, definitely not small. I mean, based off of a $6 million budget, so they got a return of basically 12, almost 13 times their investment. That's nothing to sneeze at. No, definitely not. Um, in addition to that, the Terminator was released on VHS and Betamax in 1985. The film performed well financially on its initial release and premiered at number 35 on the top video cassette rentals and number 20 on top video cassette sales charts. In the second week, the Terminator reached number 4 on the top video cassette rentals and number 12 on video cassette sales. Uh, we don't have any actual figures, but boy, I bet if we added up all the VHS, the Betamax, the DVDs, and the Blu-rays, probably easily uh, over $100 million in sales. I wish we had those numbers. Where Where's the, the geeks at when we need those? I don't have a date, though. I wish I had the date of when it was released, because I'm always interested in how long it took to get to uh, video rental. JD, any thoughts on the uh, VHS release here? No, I have no thoughts. Zero thoughts. I love it. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do top 10 movies of the week for October 26, 1984. So number one movie at the box office that week, again, was The Terminator, which was in its opening weekend. Number two was Terror in the Isle, which was a universal movie. And it made literally only $11 less than The Terminator. I've never heard of Terror in the Isles. JD, any familiarity with that movie? I have heard of horror film festivals that have dubbed themselves Terror in the Isle. Okay. And I'm just now realizing that apparently that name is based on a film from 1984. Yeah. Number three that weekend was Body Double. Number four, Places in the Heart. Number five, Thief of Hearts. Number six, Teachers. Number seven, Firstborn. Number eight, American Dreamer. Number nine, The Little Drummer Girl. Number 10, All of Me. JD, any standouts on the list from October 26th? Let the record show all of these movies came out before either Kyle or myself were born. <laughs> yep. And so I'm going to go ahead and say no. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. This is... Without a doubt, the most disappointing top 10 list that we've had yet. I'm usually really excited about this section, but uh, it was a bit of a letdown, I would say. There's your top 10. Let, so let's get back to the Terminator franchise. As I kind of anticipated, we wouldn't have much to say about this list. There have been five Terminator movies in total with number six on the way. JD, which film in the franchise do you believe is the highest grossing? See, that's such a tough question because are we are we considering inflation? We are not. Are we do, doing it as just a wash? It's I want to say this. I want to say the second movie. I want to say the second movie. Okay, and you would be correct. T two made five hundred and fifteen million worldwide. Woo! 
The Terminator franchise in total has made $1.8 billion, and that is not including inflation, which is incredible. I'm going to put you on the spot again. Now, just to eliminate this from the choices here, The Terminator, the original, is the lowest grossing one. What do you think is number two on the list? Whatever the most recent one was. Okay, you're going with Genesis? Never saw it, but that's my haphazard guess. You So you would be correct. It is Genesis. And then Rise of the Machines, which was number three, is the third. Salvation with Christian Bale's the fourth. And then The Terminator is the lowest one. Funny enough, though, Salvation actually has the highest budget. Their budget for that movie was $200 million. And they only brought in 125 domestically and then over 200 internationally. But my gosh, why do you need $200 million? To make a movie. That's ridiculous. And they didn't even have Jim Cameron. Are you kidding me? In my mind, I finished that sentence as Jim Carrey. Stringy, that was, that was, stringy Jim Carrey? I was like, I don't remember that version of the Terminator. Alrighty then. <laughs> That's awesome. So let's get into some of the critic and audience response here for the film. As we always do, we'll use Rotten Tomatoes to gauge the response. And just to confirm, I never send these numbers to JD. So just to confirm, I never send these numbers to JD ahead of time. So whatever he's guessing is right off the top of the old head here. JD, let's start with Critic. How do you think the Critic response was for the Terminator? So I think, you know, the 1980s were a sort of breeding ground for a certain kind of sci-fi movie. And those sci-fi movies were very well received. Um, yeah, I was just reading some stuff about Blade Runner earlier today, which is a movie, maybe one day we'll get into it, that had its recent remake. Regardless, it's a well-received movie. My point being, I think that The Terminator came in as a very original film. Arnold was a, at this point, he was bankable. James Cameron, I, he was relatively unknown. Well, he had already done Alien. I think he had... I was going to say, he had like a film under his belt, but he's not, you know, if James Cameron walks into a Friday's, they're like, Mr. Cameron, your cheese platter is ready for you. In 1984, (laughs) they're like, oh, you did Alien. Okay. Mm -hmm. So like he had, he had some clout, but it's not like he could, you know, you couldn't sell him based on his name alone. I feel like the, the critics came to play. And I think that that plays a massive effect on the school, the schoolyard effect. I feel, I'm like, torn I feel between... like you're stall- stalling. I'm going to have to ask for a final answer here. I'm going to say 85. Critics okay. say 85. Okay. And how about the audience response? I feel like the audience response is what makes this movie really the legacy film franchise that it is. That people remember seeing this when they were young. That they remember talking about it. That they remember playing this outside and then that like fueled the sequel. I want to say that the audience was a 93. Okay. Here's the, uh, the response here. So the critic response, they gave it 100% certified fresh. This is our first 100% movie. How is that uh, even possible? Not a single bad review, man. Even, even over the last 20 something years, it's nobody's gone in there and, given a, a terrible review of it. I feel like we should start an account just to do that. 
And then on the audience response, they got 89% certified fresh. This surprised me a bit. I, I would I was thinking over 90%, but I mean, it's pretty close. But any thoughts on that? I think I was. You were at I 93, that, so. Yeah, I think that lines up with, you know, what I was thinking about the way that the audience would respond. I'm curious to how that, you know, compares to the second film, which, in my opinion, as an audience member, I enjoyed more. I won't give anything away because we're going to do T2 probably in the near future. Not like next week or anything, but um, it's pretty close. Pretty similar numbers. Let's hear from a couple of the critics here. We've got Hank Gallo of the New York Daily News said, You almost forget the film's flaws, like the cartoony look of war-ravaged future. Here the most absurd excursion is believable. And we all go along willingly, stopping now and then for a breath or a laugh. What did you think of the uh, review here from the New York Daily? I think that, that cuts to the essence of what a great sci-fi movie should be. Because at the end of the day, a movie like this is presenting something that is impossible. But it presents it in a way that is believable. And you watch it and you don't stop to think. Like the movie Looper. Did you see that one? I did. Once you stop to think about the plot of that movie and you start to like trace the timelines and like scratching your head and it just everything like unravels. But in Terminator, you don't necessarily stop to try to make those connections. In the later Terminator movies you do and you're like you you're like you're you're pinning plot points on a little Board and you're like, okay, this can't happen if that can't happen. But no, all of that is suspended and all that you do is enjoy the movie. The Los Angeles Times called the film a crackling thriller full of sorts of gory treats loaded with fuel-injected chase scenes, clever special effects, and a sly humor. What do you think about the Times? I don't know that I would call the special effects clever. All of that, those lightning scenes are kind of like... How many times can we just see lightning crackle? <laughs> I feel like Cameron was like, I literally feel like I'm stuck in 2015 and it's 84 and I just need this damn technology to get better. Because he's always been like a visionary guy. I mean, he held off on Avatar just so the technology would get better. The Milwaukee Journal gave the film three stars, calling it the most chilling science fiction thriller since Alien, also directed by James Cameron. Uh, what do you think about that? I really think that's a fair comparison because Alien was such a groundbreaking movie in so many ways that it presented, well, we'll, we'll, we will one day review Alien, but like the same way that it presents like cybernetic technology in Terminator, Alien was it's just a different way of looking at a subject that has been talked about before. Yeah. Yeah, I look forward to the James Cameron poll that has Alien on it. Titanic, True Lies, and then we'll have to find another one. I don't know which other one to put on there. Maybe T2. Aquaman. 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 It's a short movie, though, because we only get one clip. It's really just Vinny Chase diving into the water. Okay, fine. T2. Okay. Fair enough. What are you looking forward to most when we get into the Terminator on the full episode on Wednesday? I'm really looking forward to sort of like re-immersing myself with the mythology of the movie and where it starts and 
what Reese is doing and where Sarah Connor fits into the grand scheme of, of everything. Um, and then seeing the original badass, the Terminator. Definitely. I look forward to that as well. And we will be back on Wednesday with the full episode. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and all full episodes are up there on our archives and we've got a bunch of films to pick from so go in there and listen to some of the older stuff remember while you're there rate review and we are on facebook at facebook.com backslash back in time pod twitter and instagram is at back in time pod make sure you get over to our twitter right now and vote on the next movie that we're going to review that's going to be at the end of the month our march 26th and 28th episodes we're picking between et jaws hook or raiders of the lost ark so get over there vote now and we will be back again on wednesday with the full episode but for now it's that time of the episode to climb back into the delorean punch in today's date and return back to present day we'll talk to you on wednesday we're out of here vote for hook